Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. Must keep, listen, vision in front of us. Amen. Proverbs 29, 18 says this, where there is no vision, the people perish. Where there is no vision, the people perish. Amen. Uh, come on. If we have no vision, then we are off track. Come on. Remember the message of the first message, amen, I did a couple weeks ago, amen, uh, of being off track, amen. And if we don't get back on track, church, we will die. Somebody say, I'll die. Come on, we will die if we're not on track. But Proverbs 29, 18 goes on to say that when we get, when you get your vision back, uh, when, you, when you get back on track, amen, the Bible says that, that we are happy, that we are joyful, and most blessed. Come on, somebody say, get back on track, Jack. So we, if we get back on track and then we are happy people, when we are doing the things that God tells us to do, we are joyful. When we are on track with God and align our hearts with God, we are the most blessed people on earth. Can somebody say amen? You see, God's vision is divine. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 2 says this, Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. Come on, when we get back on track, uh, come on, uh, when we got uh, our shout back, when you and I shouted to Jesus, say, Jesus, uh, son of David, have mercy on me. Uh, when we answered the altar call and gave our lives to him, uh, how many know that all hell broke loose? Come on, when you gave your life to Jesus, amen, it all hell broke loose. Maybe some of you guys are feeling that hell this past week after having a great weekend last week, amen. After telling yourself, it's time for me to get busy. It's time for me to make a commitment. Come on, the devil came after you. Come on, we have testimonies, amen. When you start to rise up, the devil comes after you. Come on, when you start a ministry, the devil comes after you. Come on, now, come on, you know that, amen. Any meal, I want to start a ministry. Are you ready for the devil to come? Because when you start and make a stand, how many know he's not gonna, just going to let you have church? He's not going to just let you have the ministry, amen. He's just not going to let you flow. He's going to come and interrupt that. Can somebody say amen? And though uh, when you got saved, it was a great moment, amen. Uh, friends and family uh, were happy, amen. Tears of joy uh, ran down your face. Uh, you felt the presence of God and sensed that everything was going to be okay. Uh, it felt good, amen, and you were excited. Come on, remember that day when you got saved? Come on, am I preaching? I'm not preaching, amen. Uh, come on, I'm giving it my all, amen. I want some, some support here, amen. Come on, do you remember when you got saved? Do you remember how broken you were when you came, when someone invited you to church, amen, when something started to take place and you made that, that call and said, you know what, I want to get saved. I want to give my life to Jesus. I'm done with my life. And you came, amen, and God entered your heart. Man, the family was happy. The friend that invited you was happy. Everyone was happy, amen. You were excited. But when you joined Jesus, listen, when you actually started walking the walk with him, 
It's nothing like the day you got saved. Come on, somebody. Come on, when you got back on track. Anybody on track? Come on. When you got back on track, let me tell you, we get hit with trials, storms, and battles. Somebody say, oh, my. Come on. But with Jesus, amen, when Jesus is with us, he has our backs, amen. Come on, he's always with us, amen. Come on, someone shout, thank you, Jesus. See, when these things hit our lives, amen, Jesus did warn us, this is not going to be a skip in the park. You're going to get a little roughed up. Some of you are going to get a little bruised. Like my daughter was saying, come on, this is this, this, putting this together of the conference and keeping the conference together, amen. And it's opening up the church again and coming back. Oh, come on, the devil is giving bruises to us. People are going to make fun of you. People are going to test you. Somebody say hello. Oh, I got tested yesterday. Oh, my Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I had one of those annoying customers, an arrogant guy. And I was like, you got to help me, Jesus. I don't want to blow my testimony here. My first week back. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. But he says, you know what? It's not going to be easy. Uh, but he does say, you know what? Uh, I'm going to be with you uh, every step of the way. Uh, I won't leave you. I won't forsake you. Come on, somebody say yes. See, in John 16, it says this, I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In who? In who? Not in you. In Jesus. That in me you may have peace. See, if Jesus is living in your heart, if Jesus is king of kings of your life, let me tell you, you'll have peace. And he goes on to say, in this world, you will have, somebody I will have. You will have what? You're going to have troubles. Who wants trouble? Nobody likes that part, huh? Come on. We're like this, yeah, Jesus is in me. But in this world, you're going to have trouble. Oh, oh, no, no. I had trouble when I came. I don't want no more trouble. Come on, he says, in this world, you will have trouble. But he says, but take heart. Take heart. I have overcome the world. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Listen, because of the pressures that hit our lives, Jesus told his disciples, you've got to have heart. My sister was talking about heart. Come on, some of us, we need to look in the mirror and see where our heart's at. Come on. He says, take heart. That means you've got to take courage. You've got to be certain. You've got to be confident. Amen. You've got to trust him. Because we'll end up so focused on what we're facing at the moment, listen, which is only temporary, church, that we lose focus on the eternal. We forget who we're walking with, the one who has overcome. We forget it. And when we forget, church, it stops us from planning our future. And when you're not focused, church, you cannot go forward. You lose vision. You get off track. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 15 and 16 says this. Therefore, do not lose heart. Though outwardly we're wasting away, yet inwardly we're being renewed day by day. For the light and monetary troubles are achieving for us an internal glory that far outweighs it all. 
So let us not fix on what is seen, but what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Stop looking at the problem. Stop looking at your husband that's not changing. Stop looking at your wife that's not changing. That is temporary. Focus on the eternal church. When we're focused on what is seen, listen, when you're focused on what is seen, you start living in reaction mode instead of planning mode. Did you get that? You start living in action, reaction mode instead of planning. You start to react in the moment. You start to react to the situation. You start to react in the pressure, amen. You start to react, listen, in the flesh. Oh, come on, somebody. Come on. When pressure's on you, come on, you're not spiritual, you're fleshy. Come on, let's, let's get real here, guys. Come on. Because some of us, for some of us, and when that thing starts hitting our lives and the storms and battles, some of us panic. Some of us become uncertain. Some of us, listen, we lose hope. The trials and storms and battles that we face keep us so focused. Listen, church, uh, that you're so careful of taking the next step. You're so careful what you're going to say or, or what you're going to do. You're, you're so careful, amen, because you, you, you lost vision. You, you don't even know where you're going anymore. You, you lost track. You don't know how to live anymore. The answer, church, if you want to get ahead as an individual, if you want to get ahead as a church, amen, for a long-term future, we need vision. Come on, somebody, and you got to keep vision in front of you. Some had lost vision when the virus hit. I'm not talking about the world. I'm talking about our church. Come on, we got hit, amen, and we lost it because we got so focused on the virus. Come on, it got all our attention, the virus. What the virus? What are we going to do? The virus, Rona, 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 Corona. I'm so sick of Rona. That's what the talk became. And listen, we stopped focusing on God. We lost the focus of 2020. We lost the focus of 2020 and going to 2021 of victory. God prepares us for the battle. God puts an armor on us. Oh, there's a, there's a battle coming, son. But I equipped you. Just see how your church is going to react. Are they going to go in reaction mode or planning mode? Are we really going to sing victory? Are we going to really say he's victorious in battle? Or are we going to just talk about the virus? What's surrounding us? time to put the muzzle back. It's time to put our faith on the shelf again. It's time to panic once again. And when we do that, church, let me tell you, we lost vision. I confessed, I, I, I shared with you that I was blurred for a week. I mean, it came at me hard, but I was blurred, but I got my vision back when I was in the hospital. 
Oh, I got it back, amen. I got my worship back, amen. Come on, I, I said, God, I, 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 you know, the devil tried to muzzle me. Not say anything. Like I said, I couldn't pray. I couldn't read. I, I couldn't do anything, amen. This virus was all over my body, got all my attention. I said, you know what? Enough is enough, amen. I'm going to start praising God, amen. I'm going to shout to God, amen. I'm going to declare who he is. By his stripes, I'm healed, amen. I started to claim I am who I, he says I am. He says I'm healed, and I am healed. I thought, I thought the devil thought that he had, I was just going to roll over and die. He just woke me up. See, when we focus so much on the problem, the situation, and it's common to look at something that comes against us, church, but when we stay focused on that, we lose vision. We forget who the battle really belongs to. We forget that he's victorious in battle. And if he's living inside of you, you're victorious still. He says, in me, in me, you'll have peace. Take heart. I've overcome the world already. You know what? I never once thought in my hospital room that I was going to die. I never thought that. There was never a conversation of that. My children did. My mom did. My sisters did. But I never did. I said, no, I'm ready. I'm, this is not it. I already knew. Let me tell you, God tells you if that was going to be the other way around. He prepares us. Come on, he does. And if I was ready for that, hey, let's go. I joined Sister Rita. The Lord spoke to your, your mom. Your mom was ready. Your mom was ready. I'm telling you, there, there was no takeaway. There was no, she was ready. She was tired. She wanted to go home. I can tell you that. Did not, he did not come and rip you off. He did not come just take away. No, he, she was ready and said, my daughter needs to come home. Took your wife home. He says, you guys, stay here. I'll be up there and we'll hook up. You know she's going to hook you up up there. <laughs> it's all, it's, she's getting all ready, man. It's, it's, you know, your mom's a, a spirit of hospitality. And we're all going to be over there at that barbecue, amen, or wherever she's cooking, amen. We're going we're gonna to have a party when we get up there. Listen, in order to keep our, our church going forward, it has to be kept in front of us. The vision has to be kept in front of us. It has to be reminded over and over. That's why we have it hanging on the wall to remind you, amen. It has to be repeated in our minds, amen. It has to be spoken. It has to be declared in your prayer, I am an overcomer, amen. I have vision. I have victory. God fights my battles. I'm healed by the blood of Jesus. In order to have clear vision. See, vision is God's divine purpose for your life. Vision is God's divine purpose for the church. It is God, listen, God that gives vision through his word and through revelation. 
Let me tell you, this, this conference was not just my wife's idea. It wasn't like we need to have this. No, this was God's vision that he gave her. You need to have this conference. This is the crown. He painted. It was vision. The things we do is not because I do it because I want to do it. No, he gave me vision. He gives me direction. He gives me direction of what we need to do. And so I just obey him. I don't need to obey anybody else. God directs us. We're the, we're the head here. Guess what? When everything else fails, they don't come running to none of you guys. Guess who they come running to? Me. I take all the responsibilities. And so if God's telling me to do something, I'm going to do it. I said, I'm going to do it. Why? If you, want, if you want a question, go question. Go talk to God then. Because he's the one that gave it to me. Come on. We got to go forward. You got to have vision gives you that. Gives you revelation. Gives you that through as you're reading the word. He directs you. Vision is so focused on the future. Vision is focused on the finish line. Vision is not focused on the temporary. That's why Paul says in Philippians, uh, come on, I don't have it all together. Anybody have it together here? Come on, stand up, amen, if you have it all together. Hallelujah. Come on, we want to just throw you out right now. Hallelujah. I'm just playing, amen. We want to fix you, amen. We want to fix you. But Paul says, I don't have it all together. He says, I'm not perfect, amen, but I press on to reach the perfection in Christ Jesus. See, Paul had vision. Come on, he didn't lose his vision when he was getting whipped. He didn't lose his vision when he got stoned. He didn't lose his vision when he was shipwrecked. He didn't lose his vision when he was in jail with Silas. Come on, look what it says. I think this will shut all you guys up from your problems right now. Let me read a little thing about Paul right here. Paul chapter 2 Corinthians 11, 23 to 27. Check it out. He says, as they are, are servants, are they servants of Christ or, or should I sound like a madman? But I have served him far more. I've worked harder and I've been put in prison more often. I've been whipped without number. I faced death again and again. Listen, he says five times. Five different times Jewish leaders have given me 39 lashes. Anybody been whipped here before with 39 lashes? Maybe mom or dad in the old days. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Come on. Five times he's been whipped. And we complain. Come on, somebody. Three times I've been beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. Once I spent the whole night and day adrift at sea. I have traveled on many journeys and faced dangers from rivers and from robbers. I faced dangers from my own people. The Jews as well as the Gentiles. I have faced dangers in cities, in the deserts, in other seas. I have faced dangers from men who claim to be believers but are not. I have worked uh, hard and long, enduring many sleepless nights. I have been hungry and thirsty and often without food. I have shivered in the cold without enough clothing to keep me warm. Can anybody top that testimony? Come on. Yet, he remained focused. Come on. He, he never give up. He didn't stop. Come on. He didn't quit, amen, when someone looked at him weird in church. <laughs> I'm giving up. I'm going to quit this church. I don't know because that sister looked at me all weird. 
You laugh, people leave the church for things like that. I'm like, oh, the pastor didn't greet my hand. He didn't shake my hand. He just passed me and shake that other brother's hand. I've been coming. I'm, I'm leaving the church. You haven't been whipped. Sleepless nights in prison. Stoned. Yet this man had vision. He goes on to say in Philippians chapter 13, 14, he goes on to say, no, dear brothers and sisters, I haven't achieved it. I don't got it together. I haven't figured it out. I don't know all that. But one thing I focus is, I focus on this one thing. Forgetting the past. Some of you guys have got to forget your past. Forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on. Somebody say, I press on. I press on to reach the end of the race and it's received the heavenly prize, which God through Christ Jesus is calling us. Come on. I don't have it together. Amen. But I'm focused. Amen. Troubles may come my way, but I'm focused. Amen. Come on. I may be going through a trial, but I'm focused. I may have had Rona, but I'm focused. Vision is what does that church. It drives you. It motivates you. Vision got me out of that sick bed and got me back on track. Vision, church. Vision is very crucial. That's why Proverbs 29, 18 in the English Standard Version says this. Where there is no prophetic, prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint. In other words, people will wander, listen, without purpose. They will wander with no sense of direction unless they have vision. So many Christians in the church today don't even know where they're going. They know their seat. <laughs> they find their seat, amen, hallelujah. And they get mad if someone is sitting in their seat, amen. Come on, but they lose vision. They leave church and... Man, you see them walking out there. Have you ever seen those people that, that they go in a big parking lot and they, they forgot where they parked their car? Maybe you've been one of them. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You walk out like, I, I, I know it was here. <laughs> With me, I use markers. <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm a guy of markers. Oh, yeah, we parked by three next here, and, and by, there was a tree, and there was... Yeah. I'm serious, amen. I, I use markers, amen. When we park in parking lots, amen, when we go to, when we used to go to the strip, amen, you know, go have dinner or go out there and see the Bellagio, the, whatever, I look at the, the poles, I say, okay, I got that, I got that. Keep reminding, what are you doing? I'm just, nothing, don't worry. <laughs> that way when I walk out, i like, oh, he knows where he's going now. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I know, amen, I'm going to look like no fool in front of my wife, amen, in front of anybody. Hallelujah. I, I, come on, I got to remember these things. I got to help myself out. I'm, I'm not young anymore. We need to build, amen. Uh, begin building, listen, church, uh, with the future in mind, amen. We need to build for longevity, amen. We need to build, focus on the finish line. Uh, you got to picture yourself crossing the line, amen, and say, I made it, hallelujah. You got to picture yourself, uh, Jesus telling you, well done, good and faithful servant, amen. Come on, something that Brother Jesse heard, uh, something that Sister Jan heard, and something that recently Sister Rita heard. Well done, good and faithful servant. When someone's building a house, that person has plans, right? Come on. The building plans contain information. There's a floor plan. There's a measurements. There's drawings. But part of those plans, church, is a picture. Listen, 
of the finished product. The builder knows what he's working towards. And we too, church, must have a picture of the end results in our minds when we begin. I hope that when you got saved, you didn't just get saved that you're just going to make it. I hope that when you got saved, you have head of him in mind. That you're going to cross the finish line. That I'm going to finish my race. Amen. Come on, that's how we need to serve God. You've got to look at the finished picture. There'll be problems in between that. Right? He says, in this world, you have what? Trouble. Hallelujah. But you got to still figure, you got to picture the finish line. You got to picture yourself making it. Longevity, listen, church, is the key for vision. Not just to live it for the day. Too many Christians just I just want to make it today, Pastor. <laughs> I just want to make it through Sunday, amen. Come on, you start tomorrow, amen. I just want to make the week, hallelujah. Going back to work, amen. Come on. And there's nothing in the future. Your, 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 your goals are short term. I don't want to just live for the day. I don't want to live for the week. I don't, I don't want to live for a month or a year. Come on. I got the future in mind. I'm going to see Jesus one day. I'm going to cross that finish line and say, yes, I made it. Few people only want to make it. Hallelujah. <laughs> listen, listen. If you don't have, if you can't see the finish line, listen, this is serious. If you cannot see the finish line in your walk with God, then let me tell you, you're going to have more troubles than the troubles that he's talking about. You're going to put on more troubles, more situations. Let me tell you, nothing distracts me from the finish line. Nothing distracts me from crossing. I see myself breaking that tape. Oh, man, it's going to go in slow motion when I cross. Jesus is going to be there waiting. I'm going to go like this, and it's like that movie. They're going to take a picture of me like this. I'm not going to stumble. Well, some of you guys are going to stumble. You're going you're gonna to stumble. But with me, I'm striving, man. I already know because I already see the finish line. I'm already picturing it, amen. My hair's starting to grow as I'm going. Hallelujah. I'm just, I'm just booking, amen. And just go. Right, in, <laughs> right into the arms of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, amen. I'm jumping in his arms, amen. I picture that. You got to start picturing the finish line, church. If you start picturing the finish line, some of you guys will be a little bit more happier today. Come on, somebody will be a little bit more happier today. Some of you guys will have a little bit more joy, amen. If you can just see Jesus. Remember, it started with him. It finishes with him. Come on, the Jesus that saved you is the one that's rooting for you. I see my G. Come on, mijo. You can make it. I'm coming. I'm running. We have to be in it for the long haul, church. Don't try it out. I'm going to try out, church. No, no. Commit yourself. Run the race. Amen. Come on. Let me tell you. It'd be a lot better. Amen. You got to have a heaven or bus attitude. Many people, Listen have come through our church throughout the last 19 years plus. Nine, we've been here for 19 years plus, church. Some have moved on. Others have moved away. But many of others are not here because they did not have longevity in their minds. They lost their vision along the way, and they've fallen off track. 
We need longevity, church. In order to change our community that we live in, in order to exist for a long, long time, we need to build with that vision. And that vision needs to be broader. Listen, church, I'm wrapping this up right now. I told you I'd get there by 1 o'clock. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. Let's get it. Vision has to be broader than a day. Come on, church. It has to be broader than a week. Listen, it has to be broader than even a decade. We need to build with a generational vision to reach all generations. My wife and I, we came to build a legacy. Something that's going to outlast us. Come on, something that is going to outlast till Jesus comes back. That there will always be a PCLV. Even if we go or something should happen to us, amen, PCLV will always exist. Marlene, your mom left you a legacy for you to stand on and to pass to your family and to your children and to others. There are things that are passed down from others to us, church, because our God is a multi-generational God. He's not just reaching one generation or a certain generation, but he's a multi-generation God, reaching all generations. God spoke in multi-generational terms, amen, both in the Old Testament and the New Testament. In Luke chapter, or not Luke, but Exodus chapter 33, verse 1, it says that God referenced the promise to three generations. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Come on, God was communicating something important here by saying, I'm a generational God, amen. He was even speaking to generations that were not yet even born yet. He was seeing you in 2021. Come on, he was speaking like that. And if, you, if, if God is a generational God, then we can't just leave the generation that we're presently in. But we have to plan for the next generations. Come on, our teens. Come on, our children. That's why we're looking for teachers, amen, that will be honored to work and serve and be part of the next generations. Building the man, amen. We're working uh, on a man uh, group meeting, amen, with, with Brother Garrett, amen. We're planning it out, amen, uh, for our men to gather again. Come on, we need to build each other. Can somebody say amen? Uh, come on, we're looking for teachers that will serve. Uh, come on, and you're out there, amen, that will come and talk to me and say, I want to help in building the next generation. If you're clapping, meet me right here, hallelujah, after service. We need to get back on track, church. And we do it by raising up leaders. Come on. That's what the armory class is all about, right? Building them and raising up uh, leaders. Reaching generations. It's a generational vision, church. We do it by being faithful. Somebody say faithful. Somebody say committed. Somebody say loyal. To PCLV. You got to be loyal. Nobody said PCLV. <laughs> Got to be loyal to what? Come on, if this is not your church, then go find somewhere that you can be loyal to. I'm not kicking nobody else, but you need to be loyal somewhere. And commit yourself to there. Amen. Otherwise, come on, we can't just come in and sit down. We need to, we need to work, church. It's time to get behind that plow. And start breaking ground. What are you doing? I'm, I'm, I'm plowing the land, amen. And here comes somebody else. Seeds. And out there, 
That's Fino right here. It's covering up the seas. Amen. And then the sister's watering. And all of a sudden, who brings the increase? God. Come on, somebody. Can you see it? Somebody goes, I don't want to get on the plowing. It hurts my hands. Pastor, can, can I just serve where I can just be pretty? I can stand real good. <laughs> no, I need, I need women, not just men that get the plow. Some women are pushing the brother. Get out of the way. Dude. You forgot how to plow. You forgot how to plow. You forgot how to break dirt. How, yeah. We need some men in this place that will rise up and say, you know what, lady, I'll take care of that. Babe, I'll take care of it now. Just give me some lemonade. I like lemonade too. Come on, man. Let's get this. Man, let's, where are your hands? Let me see your hands. Are they roughed up? So I'm not talking about from regular work. I'm talking about for the spiritual. I'm talking about spiritual work. Come on, look at this. Come on, I'm talking about sleepless nights that he's talking about. I'm talking about that stuff, amen, where you're all jailed up in your mind, amen, and you call out to God in that midnight hour. I'm talking about getting busy on your knees where your knees hurt because you've been praying all day and all night, amen, for the body of Christ. I'm talking about people that will get a little dirty for God. Talk about people that will get focus. 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 Passing down the vision of win, build, serve, send. Focus on the yearly banners and themes for generations to come. Okay, this is my second close. Hallelujah. <laughs> Got four more, amen. But I'm really closing. Because I'm hungry. Because she's hungry. I felt her stomach right here in my stomach. When you're one, amen, you feel everything they feel, amen. I can have something in my mind and she already knows what I'm thinking, amen. Show them. Let's understand, church, that vision is divine with purpose. And it is very crucial because without it, we perish. We need to build with the future in mind. We need to be generational. Come on, don't focus on living for the day or for the week or say, I just want to make this year. No, no. Focus on generations. Focus beyond yourself. Our legacy will be realized through the longevity of our ministries. We need to be a people to run with it, that they'll read it and they'll run with it. I'm making it plain. He says, make it plain on tablets, that he who reads it runs with it. This virus came and we forgot to run with it. We forgot to run. That we, why am I freaking out? We have victory. Why are we scared? We got victory. Why are we being uncertain now? We got victory. And we're like running like, Oh, yeah, victory. <laughs> and life does hit us, church. I understand we're human. I got hit. And it blurred me. I never lost faith. 
I'm not talking about you losing your faith. I'm talking about getting focused and then standing on faith. And say, I got victory. Why am I tripping? Why am I freaking out? Why am I, if he's victorious in battle and he's living in me, he's my puppy. And I'm his chulo. He's gonna, I got victory. And if he wants to take me home, guess what? I still have victory. <laughs> Devil, you lose again. Right? We, we got, who has victory in this place? Come on, who got victory in this place? Hallelujah. Tell the devil, I got victory. I don't know if you remember the, the movie, Remember the Titans? It was at the end, and they're trailing. They're trailing, and it's like, man, it's a minute left, amen. It's all over for the Titans. Their perfect season has ended. And all of a sudden, the guy's running. He's like, oh, man, he's breaking it. And the guy comes behind him, boom. Ball come, fumbles, and someone picks it up and they recover. Does he have it? Does he have it? He goes, <sighs> <laughs> and everyone goes crazy. I'm crying. Yes, yes. The Titans have the ball again. Let's do it. Of course, the last play, they win. Victory. Church, it's never. You're never out with God. It can be two seconds left in the game and God will still make a way. Can somebody say amen? Come on, can someone stand up in this place and give God a, a shout of praise? Let's read it. Let's run with it. Church, Habakkuk 2.2 says, let me remind you, the Lord answered me and said, write the vision, make a banner, put it on the wall, Make it plain on tablets that he or she who reads it may run with it. And I hope that the banner that I display for you today, for our church, somebody say my church. Come on. For, somebody say for me. As you read this, that you will run with it. And you won't stop. No matter what's going to come. Because let me tell you, in the remainder of 2021, guess what? You're going to have trouble. You're going to have trouble, church. We may even get hit again. Come on. But are you going to keep running with it? Are you going to continue to hold on to it? You may be getting hit in different angles. It may not just be sickness. You may be hit financially. You may go through a tough, tough time. But will you continue to run with it? I'm going to make it very plain. One word, just like victory, to remind you. And we have victory with God. And if we can do what these banners say, it's going to help you through 2021 to overcome anything. Because we're overcomers. I'm an overcomer. I'm a miracle of God. Amen. Hallelujah. You ready? Let's bow our heads. Praise the Lord. Go ahead. Just leave the lights on. Amen. You can play a soft song real in the background, amen. But if you're in this place today, out here and there's some testimonies and stuff, so we're not going to let you keep you longer, amen, for that, amen. But if you want to be a teacher.